Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Surah An-Nisa, verse 133. So it's not just in one verse Allah is warning about this and telling us about this. This is the third verse. If Allah wills, He can remove you, take you away, O people, and bring another group. Then Allah says in Surah Ibrahim, verse 19:20. In fact, in this one, He's saying, if Allah wills, He can replace you, He can take you away, remove you, and bring a whole new creation. That's not difficult. Forget about bringing just new humans, like a different group of people. He can bring a totally new creation. Because he's done it this way for his own wisdom. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran. Ila yawmiddin. Amma ba'd. So covering some of the most important and prominent gems of the Qur'an, uh, some of the Jawahir al-Qur'an. This is verse of Surah Al-Ma'idah, verse 54 to 56. <laughs> يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَنْ يَرْتَدَّ مِنْكُمْ عَادِينِهِ فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمٍ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ أَذِلَّةٍ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَعِزَّةٍ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ يُجَاهِدُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَلَا يَخَافُونَ لَوْمَةَ لَائِمْ ذَٰلِكَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ يُؤْتِيهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ إِنَّمَا وَلِيُّكُمُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الَّذِينَ يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةَ وَيُؤْتُونَ الزَّكَاةَ وَهُمْ رَاكِعُونَ وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فَإِنَّ حِزْبَ اللَّهِ هُمُ الْغَالِبُونَ So I'll just translate that for us so that we understand what these verses are saying. O oh, you who have believed, whoever of you should revert from his religion, then Allah will bring forth in place of them a people that he will love and who will love him who are humble towards the believers this is their characteristics now powerful against the disbelievers they strive in the cause of Allah and do not fear the blame of a critic that is the favor of Allah he bestows it upon whom he wills and Allah is all encompassing and knowing your ally is none but Allah and thus his messenger and those who have believed, meaning those who establish prayer and give zakah and then they bow in worship. And whoever is an ally of Allah and his messenger and those who have believed, indeed the party of Allah, they will be the victorious or the predominant ones. Very, very powerful verses. And I think we need to be reminded them, uh, reminded of them, 
every now and then. And the reason for that is when we're living in such confusing times with a lot of challenging ideologies, campaigns actually to mislead, and not just uh, in the Western world, but in the Muslim world as well. Lots of confusion ensues, lots of problems, lots of challenges, questions that arise. This sets it all back and says, look, it's up to you. What do you want? Allah doesn't need you if um, you want to go somewhere else. If you don't want to be associated and an ally to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, well, Allah doesn't really need you. You're not really helping and assisting because Allah is independent. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, He will bring somebody else. There'll all be somebody. There'll, there'll be somebody. So Allah will bring someone else if you don't fulfill, fit that bill and you don't qualify. And you don't want to qualify, then Allah will just bring somebody else. Allah is not in need of anybody in particular. So the background of this verse, uh, to understand when it was revealed, why it was revealed, however, uh, it might have been revealed about a certain incident. It doesn't mean it has to be restricted to that incident. And there's a general message that we're, a timeless message of it that we're receiving today. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying here is, he is essentially revealing his qudra, al-azim, his immense power. Like, I can do what I want. And then saying that with my immense power, through my immense power, anybody who uh, wants to take up the responsibility of assisting the deen and establishing the sharia and, uh, and giving the da'wah and helping people and assisting people to bring them on the right track. Uh, if there's somebody who wants to turn away from that, that's fine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring a much better people. So not even the same kind of people, but better people. In all of this, there's subtle rhetoric. He'll bring better people than you. That already makes you feel bad, like, hey, you know. And people with much more strength, people with much more power, much more grit, much more iman and strength in that. And aqwa musabira, and people on a much straighter path. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Muhammad, which is a very, very powerful verse. I just always, when you read Surah Muhammad, which in another verse is called Surah Al-Qital, it just starts off, الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَصَدُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَضَلَّ أَعْمَالَهُمْ And it just sets the tone right from there. It's a very, very majestic surah. Right? Next time when you read it, read it, you know, focus, uh, focus on the translation. So in there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِن تَتَوَلَّوْ يَسْتَبْدِلْ قَوْمًا غَيْرَكُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَكُونُوا أَمْثَالَكُمْ If you turn back, Allah will just replace you with another people and they won't be like you then. They won't be like you. They won't be weak like you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Surah An-Nisa, verse 133. So it's not just in one verse Allah is warning about this and telling us about this. This is the third verse. If Allah wills, He can remove you, take you away, O people, and bring another group. Then Allah says in Surah Ibrahim, verse 19-20. In fact, in this one He's saying, if Allah wills, He can replace you. He can take you away, remove you, and bring a whole new creation. That's not difficult. Forget about bringing just new humans. Like, 
a different group of people. He can bring a totally new creation because he's done it this way for his own wisdom. And we can't question that wisdom because we're part of that wisdom. So how can we question the wisdom when we're actually just one of the pawns in that, you know, in that grand uh, scheme, right? And we're trying to make a change, you know, to the scheme. Where are the scheme? What control do we have, to be honest? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and وَمَا ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ بِعَزِيزِ This is not difficult or burdensome at all on Allah. He can do it just like that. Then Allah subhanahu, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here in the first verse, first part of this verse is, O people who believe, O people who believe, those of you who turn away from their deen. Meaning turning away from rightness, correctness and truth to the batil and the falsehood. They, uh, Muhammad ibn Ka'ab said that this was revealed regarding some of the leaders of the Quraysh. Um, because there was some discussion going there, they were in Islam, half there, half not, munafiqeen, etc. This whole discussion at that time was very relevant. People were coming into Islam, but not fully. Then they were turning away. They were being misled sometimes or had other reasons for turning away. So Allah is warning them, we're not going to harm us. Now, we don't want to take that attitude that we've got people today, why it's so relevant today. We've got people here, religious families, and they are having doubts in their religion, meaning uh, some of the children, some of the youth, some adults sometimes as well, they're having doubts in their religion. Look, when you the, the, the simple thing is this, why? It's not because of uh, that Islam doesn't have its power and so on. It's just a misunderstanding. Uh, it's just ignorance of Islam. They've hardly spent any time. A lot of the people I've spoken to who have apostatized or are in doubt now or consider themselves to be whether atheists or agnostics or whatever. A lot of the time when I ask them, have you read this and have you read that? And no. Something's bothered them. Somebody has bothered them usually. It's not Islam that's bothered them. It's usually some Muslim who's bothered them. Either their parents or their teacher or some friend or some abuse or something. So now they go looking for assistance. They go looking for some comforts. And there's others like that. And they conflate the matter to blame Islam. And then they bring certain verses and read it in that sense. I've seen that so many times. A lot of them speak as if they're rationalists that they, they have a rational approach, that look, this is what it says, I follow a rational approach, I follow a very intellectual approach, an intellectual, rational, academic approach would mean that you see what the response is from the other side, but they don't, they don't look at the Islamic response. Okay, they might have gone to the local imam or something who may have not been very articulate to explain the situation to them. So they think that's it, that is the Islamic way of doing things. They, they're, not, they're not willing to look at the other side. So it's totally unfair anyway. So, um, of course, that's Allah saying it don't make the difference. But of course, I mean, sometimes these are our own people that uh, we'd rather try to bring them back. So it's not like we give up and just say, hey, get out of here. You know, I mean, unless the person, sometimes they just have very a lot of animosity, then you just have to leave them sometimes. But anyway, this is it. This is it. Um, and people with that little belief inside will come back when they hear this usually. Right? Eventually when they know the truth. A lot of the time the truth is just subdued. It's just veiled. 
something else is just at the forefront of your mind. But deep down, you know it all along. I mean, we experience this in multiple issues. You know, deep down, it just takes a while for it, the person to be courageous enough to cut through all of the, the clouds and to come into daylight. It just takes time sometimes. But it is mostly always based on ignorance and some kind of disenfranchisement, abuse or uh, absence of compassion. Usually that's where there's love is missing somewhere. So that's why this is very, very relevant for us as well in that sense. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.